0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes.
0: If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple
1: Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we'll be kind of continuing off of what we started last week, about the whole tele... tele tele-stuff? Telephone. Telephone. telemarketing
0: i'm gonna have to google tele because i don't know what other words start with tele
1: <laughs> Tell anxiety <laughs> uh tele- no telemarketers we'll, you just took my word and you changed the end of it that doesn't work uh, but this week we'll be talking about telehealth we kind of mentioned it last week and we said we should probably do an episode so here we are following through what we said matt Tell us what telehealth is all about. That was a lot of tells.
0: Let me tell you a story
1: or tell Tell you the
0: definition. Uh, You know, last week we talked about tele-anxiety. Obviously, some of the anxiety you may feel being in a tele-remote world, right? You know, you're working remote, you're seeing your friends remote, all this type of stuff. And now we're going to be talking a bit about telehealth. So scheduling health appointments whether that be for, you know, your doctor, your dentist, for therapy, for anything of that nature, and also maybe some of the anxiety behind ending telehealth when the pandemic is kind of being wrapped up here and going back into in-person appointments if you've been doing mostly telehealth. So we'll be touching on both sides of the coin there and really digging into some of our experiences, what we felt and what we did to tackle some of the anxiety related around telehealth.
1: I agree. Uh, my first experience with telehealth was... When was it? Last year. When the pandemic first started. I think that was my first experience. Um... No, no. Sorry. I had an experience before that. Uh, maybe like two years ago, I, uh, I had some sort of infection and I had gone to like urgent care and like, you know, they'd given me some, um, some antibiotics and stuff. Uh, and so I was taking them, uh, but like it wasn't really improving. So then I'm like, I don't really want to go back to urgent care. Like, just want to sort of call them. Um, so then I, I used the telehealth, right? And I, uh, made an appointment, which was pretty cool. Uh, it was all through the app. Uh, the, um, And you can choose whether you want to do a video call or or a phone call. Uh, So at the time, I just did a phone call. You know, a doctor called me, talked through all of uh, the symptoms I was having, sort of what my visit was like when I went to urgent care before. Um, Gave all this information and then, you know, they asked some more questions. Uh, Unfortunately, they couldn't really help and they were like, yeah, you should probably go back to urgent care. Uh, or like continue what you're doing, finish up your antibiotics and then if you know if you haven't seen any improvement a little bit after that then or like if you see it getting worse, then go back to um, to urgent care because you know you actually need to see a doctor physically. But you know overall for me it was it was a pretty good experience. Uh, and as someone that you know, maybe during the pandemic, felt anxious to go to the doctor because of you know covid and possibly getting exposed or just in general maybe you just feel anxious going to the doctor because you don't like uh, being in that environment or you don't feel comfortable or whatever it is uh, it can definitely be a way to get a doctor's visit at least for minor stuff right up obviously if you're bleeding or if you have uh, some pain or something uh, that's you know that's not letting you function normally, you should definitely go and see a doctor so that they can help. Uh, But for, you know, general stuff or for something minor, uh, it definitely helps, you know, not having to leave your house, uh, being able to just talk to someone over the phone or over video, uh, telling them your symptoms, and then, you know, working together to find out uh, what the problem is. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a lot of times when you will go into the doctor and you'll tell them something, and they just go, okay, Well, come back in a few weeks and if it gets worse, we'll check in again, right? Uh, especially with like aches and pains and things like that, like they don't, they're not going to really know the true source of it unless it's been kind of a continuous thing or if it's um, increasing in intensity, then certainly they can take a look at it, maybe draw blood work type of stuff. But you know, for a lot of things, it's kind of just, you're looking for reassurance, right? Hey, I scraped my knee. It looks a little bit red and pussy. Does this look infected? Can I show it to you on a video? Um, and if they can look at it and say, no, you're fine, just monitor it, you know, then you're saving gas, you're saving time, you're saving, you know, certainly, um, some stuff, you're saving the planet a little bit there with not having to go into the office in person. And it can definitely be a benefit. Obviously there's some things you can't do. You can't do like tele-dentistry. Um, maybe you can do it for like, oh, you have a toothache, like apply know, some.
1: Man. Maybe you can't.
0: Well, you definitely can't get like a (laughs) a remote uh, wisdom teeth removal. Otherwise, that'd be all. I'd be all about that life. (laughs) That's 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 how I would have had it done for me instead of uh, going in. Um, Which is really just me avoiding doing it because that's what I had done for many years. So yeah, yeah, and and, you know, especially with um, like other things like therapy as well. Like, there's a lot of different services that do it, as well as I'm sure most you know licensed therapists are also doing remote visits as well um you do lose a bit of the in-person stuff right you can kind of it's tough because the whole thing with somebody like listening to you is when you're talking to them you're looking at your screen but like at their picture usually right and they're probably looking at your picture which is not where their webcam is so it's kind of weird because like you don't really make eye contact with them in a lot of ways, like usually you kind of see them like looking to the right or to the left, depending on where they're looking on their screen and where your orientation is for your um, video. So it can be a little bit like feel impersonal. Um, but just remember, like, that's just the world that we're in right now, and everybody's kind of doing their best with it. But certainly, it is an option, especially if you were a little bit maybe more afraid of seeking help and seeing a therapist, right? now you have the option to kind of like if you have an afternoon free and you have the day off work or something blanket book you know 10 different appointments and see which one you like best who knows you know you i mean you could really do that in in kind of trial and error some people out um because there will be times where you just do not get along with a the therapist and they're not good for you you're not good for them it's not a good fit and that's fine you move on but you know i had to drive 30 minutes to see him i had to you know, waste my gas and my time, those types of things start to kind of drain on it. And maybe you feel like you're not getting the help that you need. So definitely use these tools for really tell anything, right? Even, you know, we're doing this podcast over webcam right now, right? So that we don't have to be in person just yet. Um, Because for the majority of the podcast, or for the majority of the past year, we weren't really able to be in person. So now that we're going to be able to be in person soon, the plan is to go back to in person,
1: or at least some episodes in person. Cause, or I guess sorry, start I in person, but not really go back. Yeah, I, I can't I can't go an hour every week, drive an hour to see you. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to drive out to you every week, but now that you offer oh, okay, it, I
0: mean, by, by all means, <laughs>
1: throw it my way. No, dude, come no, on. no that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm even better with that. But no, that's a, it's a, it's a very good point. It's, it's an easy way to get your foot through the door, right? If you've been maybe thinking about, and I know we're talking about therapy right now, But if if you've been thinking about going to therapy, but, I don't know, it feels foreign, you feel anxious about, like, calling someone, scheduling an appointment, you don't know if you'll like them or not, then you're going to be there with them, right? Uh, This is an easy way to, like, just give them a call and, you know, see how you guys get along sort of over the phone or over video, right? See if you like their personality Um, and if you guys get along, and then... You know, maybe at some point you decide to go for in person uh, appointments, uh, and then you can, you know, obviously go and, you know, see them in person. And it's a completely different experience, like Matt said. I've never done uh, therapy through any of these methods, um, so I don't have any personal experience, but just all of the interaction I've had with people uh, over video chatting or just phone calls versus similar interactions uh in person uh, are just very very different i mean you try to make it similar right you try to do things to uh uh, to make it more i don't know easy or more homey right sort of like uh more warm so it doesn't feel so cold uh but at the end of the day when the other person can't see your full body language, they can't uh, pick up on social cues, right? Like, uh, as you're talking or as you're doing stuff. Like, even now, I'm speaking with my hands. Like, Matt can see that, uh, you know, when I'm talking or... He's not wearing pants. I will neither confirm nor deny (laughs) that. I'm just kidding. I'm wearing pants. I was thinking about taking them off, though, because it's freaking hot in this room. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, again... It's, it's a very different experience, right? Uh, it, this doesn't have to do, obviously, with telehealth, uh, but it does have to do with tele-other stuff. Uh, but I did have... I, I was interviewing someone today, and it was the first interview that I've ever done over the phone. And I've done a couple of interviews sort of throughout this past year. I've been helping out my, uh, my old high school with a program they have Uh, so I've been doing video interviews with some of their students to like mock interviews to prepare them for real interviews, hopefully (laughs) sometime in the near future when they graduate. And, you know, they're all very, very different experiences, right? Again, sitting in front of someone, talking to them, like physically shaking their hand. It's, it's a different, um, I know, just different vibe, right? Like, yeah, I you was know, talking to them, and yeah, like you can pick up on certain stuff, uh, especially with high school students. I mean, they obviously a lot of them, if they're not comfortable with like social interactions, yet they're just interviewing, they're going to be very shy. Um, but over the computer uh, or over video, uh, it's hard to pick up on some of the stuff that maybe like if you. If there was in a real interview, you would try to make them feel a little bit more at ease. You can't really do that over video.
0: Yeah, certainly there's a energy that's in the room whenever you, I mean, if you're by yourself, there's kind of an energy, right? You could be having a great time or whatever, but also there's there's like an energy that you feel when you're around other people. And I think like us as humans, just being social creatures, we understand that you know even if it's just like somebody's in the room with you and you're working on something you still kind of like oh what are they doing you know like what's going on over there type of stuff right you still like are kind of curious about it and in person yeah you know there is so much more that we have to pay attention to right and obviously that goes for you know just anything remote really right anything virtually even if you look at like text messages right text message, you have no body language whatsoever zoom you have limited body language and then in person you have everything full communication is, is blasting at you right so it's definitely um a transition but it can you know if you are on the shy side it can kind of help ease you into um you know a doctor's therapy. appointment yeah. right or therapy exactly. maybe something that you've been putting off right because you can just kind of get in get the information feel safe in your house and then exit after 15 30 minutes however long the visit is right right and something that you said earlier shot really reminded me of it's like the triangle where you have um good cheap and fast and you get to pick two so it's like typically if something is good and cheap it's not going to be fast right like if let's say I give a shot my laptop and i say hey you know you're super awesome with computers can you please fix my laptop right something's wrong with it so i know he's going to do good work and he's doing it for cheap right he's doing it for free or maybe a beer so it's not going to be fast right i can't expect him to be like hey a shot i need my computer back tomorrow you need to do this right if you really need like instant service then you need um you need to pay more right so technically i guess there is a world exists that all three of them are there but if you look at like telehealth in general it's um it's relatively cheaper than an in-person visit right um it's not as good but it's really fast you know so it's like eh, it's less expensive my insurance isn't going to charge as much for like the copay and it's really quick right i can literally hop on and be there in in the next 30 seconds i can hop in this meeting but it's not as good because it's lacking some of that other stuff so when you start to kind of look at that type of um framework for certain things in life then you start to really think like okay what is worth paying the money for right and definitely something is like therapy whether it's virtual or in person is a hundred um i can't say a hundred percent i can't say no money back guarantee here because you may again not get along with your therapist but like um it's most likely going to be worth the money that you are spending on it and it makes sense to spend good money on it because then you're going to have a better experience right like right. um there's a phrase that goes you should always spend money on whatever you should always spend your money like accordingly or whatever on whatever separates you from the ground so things like your bed right if you have a shitty bed you're probably gonna have a shitty back because it doesn't support your body correctly um, shoes if you have shitty shoes then you may have issues with your feet or walking that you know po- postural problems that happen later in life um and then tires is, the, is another big one. So if you buy shitty tires, and, you know, there's, like, used tire places. If you buy used tires and something happens and it splits the rubber on the road, you, you can cause thousands of dollars in damage or potentially have, you know, an accident um, or may even be fatal because you s- kind of spent less money on it. So, obviously, within your means, if you have the ability to do so, definitely pursue
1: those things, right? Like, I mean, you... Just to jump in, you can get good used tires. (laughs) I don't don't think the fact that it's used is bad. I think you just got to get good quality stuff, right? Because there are used tires that are great quality, but someone... I don't know. Some rich guy bought a Mercedes, decided that they want better tires, took them off the Mercedes, and got the better tires. And now they're used, but right if if you know that
0: guy and you know for sure that they are still really good tires and he just doesn't like the tread on them because he bought you know the mountaineering ones when he wanted the summer ones or whatever by all means like make if you have that data point make that decision yeah
1: just in general yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah. i've i've just seen things where it's like you know 50 dollar top 50 dollar tires at walmart that have been used and i'm like okay like (laughs) it's it's cheap again it's
1: cheap and it's probably not going to be good you yeah. know, so no, um, I agree. Um, but you know, whatever. If if that's all you can afford and <laughs> you need new tires, then by all means, you gotta right? Do what you got to do.
0: So, sometimes, anything is better than nothing.
1: Yep. Right, yep. and you and don't want to drive on your rim. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> 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 but no, th- those are all good points. Uh And I mean, uh, I feel like we're kind of bashing on Telehealth a little bit, um, but it's it's not all bad, right? It has a lot of really good positives. I think we're just saying that you're going to have a a more personal and better experience in person. But telehealth is also, I think it has its own place, right? Again, if you're feeling anxious about something, very easy to call in or use a video chat and do it. But also, you know, maybe you have something minor, right? And you're like, I don't want to go through all the trouble of going to urgent care or going to my doctor or emergency room. What you can do, like, what, what this new technology allows us to do is to, you know, lounge back on your sofa and call someone about your minor problem. You can call someone about every single minor problem you have. You can get a paper cut and you can telehealth someone, right? Like, because it's so convenient, you don't have to go anywhere. It doesn't take up much time. Uh, I think it really opens up, uh, makes health more accessible, um to more people uh so that you know people don't have to drive like you can think about this in terms of people that live um you know in less urban places right maybe uh someone that lives on a farm or someone that lives uh i don't know away from a city away from any kind of uh hospital or doctor's office uh and and them using this right using this technology to be able to see hey is this worth the four-hour drive back to town so that I get it looked at? Or is this something minor enough? And, you know, telemedicine, telehealth uh, can definitely do that for them. Can It can be life-changing for a lot of them.
0: Yeah, certainly I think that's, that's a great callback to what we're talking about, right? Like, it can be very good telehealth in general. Um, for anything minor, for the most part, you know, if you just want something to check in. Like, I have a lot of friends that I knew in college that became doctors. So my telehealth used to kind of be me texting him a picture of my foot or something like, hey, does my foot look weird? You know? (laughs) No, you're fine. Like, what's wrong with it? Is there any pain? You know, and they start asking questions to diagnose it. And I'm like, no, just like my bones kind of sticking out weird here. And like, has it always been that way? Is that just how your ankle is shaped? And like, I think so. I think it's always been that way. Like, then you're fine. You know, it's like, (laughs) but when you have anxiety, you know, you want that reassurance, right? Right. So... It, it is that next step between just like texting on like a forum or something where you're like going on Reddit and you're like, hey, I have this problem. Has anybody had this problem? And then, you know, somebody's responding, and saying, hey, yeah, I had this problem. Try this supplement. And next thing you know, you're going down the rabbit hole in some supplement or something that you think is going to help you. And then it's like, you have no idea who that person is, what their credentials are, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's definitely helpful. And to, to make it more accessible, I think that's the real big game changer is I feel moving forward, once we're hopefully, excuse me, wrapped up with COVID in the future, is creating that hybrid system where you can go to the doctor to maybe get blood work drawn, right, for your annual blood work, and then do the follow up visit remote so you don't feel like you're pressured into going back to the doctor, especially if their visit's just gonna be a check in. Um, recently, with my own doctor, this happened where I went in. Was having a minor issue. Just want to talk about it. He took some blood work, and then he's like, "Hey, things are looking good. Um, let's follow up in, you know, six weeks." Um, the The issue was because I was having some high blood pressure, and he's like, "You know, let's follow up in six weeks. Do a, a telehealth appointment, and we'll check in again, right?" Um, and this is because I was I I have a blood pressure monitor, so I'm gonna monitor it and take some data on my own, and then give him the results and discuss it. Um, also, funny side note about that is he had mentioned that it's been my blood pressure has been a little bit high the past few times I've been in the office. And I'm like, well, yeah, because the past few times I've been in the office, it's in the middle of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think my blood pressure is just skyrockets the second, you know, you put me in the chair and you take my blood pressure immediately. And I'm just like, oh, God, you know, if I if I if it's like a serious enough issue where I'm going to the doctor in the middle of a pandemic, I'm probably already pretty worried already pretty like high strong as it is so next thing you know you put that cuff on me and it says it's high i'm gonna go well yeah no shit it's high right (laughs) like um so if you have those data points that's also that's another good thing about telehealth as well is it can create easy data points for you um because you kind of have to get like an after visit summary with all your blood work and all your logs and everything with telehealth which means you can then just keep track of that email or that response really quickly and um as opposed to like traditional way sometimes like you would only get a message from your doctor or like an email if something that they're sending you results and like i had it previously where they would send me like a letter with the blood results which is great and all but now i gotta wait for it to go through the freaking mail <laughs> to, to get Ooh. the letter well how right, do you so now, get yours now
1: now it's just all through uh, an app that i have with my provider oh, okay because um if you have an iphone you have an iphone uh through apple health like the health app Mm -hmm. You can connect certain providers and all of your uh, records will flow straight into the app, which is super awesome because anytime I visit, you know, I get a notification saying, hey, you know, you have something new logged. Uh, I actually, I I didn't know this, but when I got my vaccine, my vaccine, you know, obviously eventually got sent to my doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And then when they logged it in their system, it showed up on my, my Apple Health app too. So you should look into it.
0: I think I might have checked do not send to my doctor for some reason. Or maybe I just didn't put his name down. But, yeah, I should I should let him know. No, you don't need ha-
1: to send your stuff to the doctor, right? You don't need to send your cardiograms or whatever from your iPhone. All it does is it imports your health records into the health app.
0: Oh, I, I meant for the vaccine so my doctor knows. Because I told him when I gotcha. went in. I was like, yeah, I've been vaccinated. But, like, as soon as I walked in, they were like, what are you coming in for? X, Y, and Z. And they're like, have you been vaccinated? And I was like, yes, I have. Thank you. Because I guess they're also doing vaccines at uh, my doctor's right. office. Which is super cool that, like, when you're in there anyways... They ask you, especially if you're kind of like, maybe you're nervous about taking it. Like, you can listen to the doctor you've been going to for the past 5, 10, maybe 15 years, right? Tell you, hey, I think this thing is going to be safe and awesome for you. By the way, I've got some in the in the back room. You know, you want to roll up that sleeve and, and get one of these bad boys. It's
1: hilarious. It sounds like you're walking into a drug deal.
0: Oh, yeah. This was just at a Denny's parking lot. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where I always meet my doctor. Where do you meet your doctor? Like a hospital?
1: Uh, a doctor's office you know what those are
0: <laughs> no we always just meet outside of his car and he hands me a bag full of pills and then i go on my way it's all no. cash too because i'm saving money on taxes you know oh definitely
1: <laughs> uh, but no. I'm, I'm just kidding fbi agent i don't do drugs no uh, i mean those are all good points and something else with telehealth which is uh pretty cool is with today's technology right with all the stuff we have all the monitoring stuff we have you know like i I wear my apple watch pretty much at all times and it's constantly monitoring my uh my heart rate right and i can do uh single bar cardiograms and all this other stuff and there's new watches now that monitor your blood sugar levels or monitor your oxygen levels whatever it is uh it's just more data points right and Apple Health, and I think even some of the other ones allow you to share that data with your um, with your provider to give them a better sense of what your health is like. And especially today, when you know we're using more telehealth, uh, this can be very useful because the more information your doctor has, uh, the better picture they can they have of sort of your symptoms and what's going on and uh, how to diagnose you. Um, yeah. Um, and imagine the other cool in, thing, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, imagine in
0: five years when, um, you know, you go to your doctor, and they're like, "So, how's your diet and exercise? You know, are are you, how you doing?" You're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm eating all right, you know, and I'm exercising a bunch." He pulls up your apple your Apple Watch logs. He's like, "Really? You walked uh, two thousand steps yesterday? Is that is that a lot or a little for you?" And you're like, "Well, I'm working remotely. You know, it's a it's a hybrid system at work." <laughs> You know, or, or like you, you, you have one of the food trackers and next thing you know, they're like, and it helps you too, right? Like if you're feeling like shit and you look at your diet and you look at your sleep trackers and stuff and go, yeah, I'm not optimizing this, right? And that's why we tell you to take your meds, right? It's like once you start down that path, you also got to track how you're doing with it, right? You know, how well are you sleeping? Not just yeah. how many hours, but how well, you know, how good is the sleep?
1: Sorry, no, but go, go ahead. Completely agree. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, some of the apps also uh, have things built in, right? Like triggers built in. So one of the coolest things um, with the Apple Watch is that it has a... Uh, they, they've done studies, right? And they've shown that I think with like a very high uh, percentage, it can tell when people have uh, atrial fibrillation, which is a heart, heart condition. And so there's all these stories of people who put on the Apple Watch, did an electrocardiogram, and the cardiogram was like, hey, you might have AFib. You should probably talk to your doctor. They go and talk to their doctor, and the doctor's like, yeah, you know, it's a good thing you came because this could have become very serious very quickly. So all of this monitoring technology can help, help us with our health, right? Help us stay ahead of our health. But when you combine that with telehealth and all of these other uh, remote um, doctor visits and remote doctor services, it can allow us to get help faster, right? And to take care of things as they occur. You know, imagine if uh, one day, you know, your watch tells you that your blood sugar is high for an extended period of time or whatever it is. And it automatically sends your doctor a note saying, hey, you know, blood sugar is high, might be time for, I don't know, an appointment. Or it sends you a note, right, and says, hey, maybe you should go to the doctor. You might be developing diabetes or whatever it is. Or you might have prediabetes. And then you go, you come up with a plan with your doctor, and you're able to uh, to, to fight it, right, to make sure that you don't get to the level of diabetes, So there's a lot of potential with just technology and health in general. Um, And I think telehealth is is a good sort of first step or second step, whatever step you consider it, is a good step towards that uh, eventual future.
0: Yeah, 100%, right? Like any, any tool can be used effectively if used in the way that that tool was meant to be used. Yeah, you can use tools that aren't meant for that, right? Like, I'm sure people at home, you know, you had to, you know, hammer in a nail into the wall and you don't have your hammer handy, so you take the back end of a screwdriver and pound it in with your fist and, you know, it, it does the same thing, right, even though it's not really made for it. So it's all about, like, finding what works for you and making sure that you're staying on top of some of those kind of markers for good health, right? For myself, I haven't been to the dentist in like a year. Now I've been making sure I've been brushing my teeth and flossing and trying to take it, you know, as much care. But literally they would call me like every three months, like, Hey, how are you doing? You have an appointment this week and I'd go, Yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic, could you please reschedule it for three months from now? Three months would go by. They'd call me again, hey. You have an appointment this week. And I go, again, can we please reschedule it for three months after the third time? They said, Hey, I'll tell you what, why don't we send you a postcard when we would normally make the appointment for you. And then you can just schedule it whenever you're free. And I was like, that is a good idea, but a bad idea. Cause I will forget because I don't check the mail that often. So then I won't ever go. But I do have that on my to-do list, like to schedule it now that I'm, I've been vaccinated. And I'm like, cool, you know, go in, get my, my teeth checked up. Um, Make sure everything's still going on, still, still good, and you know. I mean, I absolutely hate going to the dentist, but you know, sometimes you, you got to do it to not have a, a bigger problem down the road.
1: I don't know many and, people that like going mad, so I'm sure you're part of the
0: part. I of don't the rest even of think. I don't even think my dentist likes being there. They don't work on Fridays. You know, she's like, oh, I only work three days a week. <laughs> this is great. I make a lot of money. I'm like, I picked the wrong career.
1: Yeah. Now my dentist was calling me too, and that's some that I haven't gone to either. And I also still have to get my wisdom teeth removed, which I haven't done either. So, there you go. We
0: uh we we can do a little mini part documentary on the on the podcast about this.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think, I think that's all we had for uh, telehealth this week. Thank you all for listening. Um, stay safe, stay healthy. Telehealth, if you need to, to you know stay healthy um but we will talk to you guys again on thursday